On Morgan's AM, US equity markets weaker, technology stocks under fresh pressure. Morgan's AM, your pre-market briefing. US equity markets were weaker overnight as investors continued to monitor Russia-Ukraine updates and China's latest COVID-related lockdown ahead of the Federal Reserve's latest monetary policy decision on Thursday morning Australian time. The Dow settled unchanged, relinquishing an earlier rally of as much as 450 points. Apple Inc. fell 2.7% after its supplier and biggest assembler of iPhones, Foxconn Technology Group, suspended operations in China's Shenzhen amid rising COVID-19 cases. There are separate reports that Foxconn is in talks with Saudi Arabia about jointly building a US $9 billion multi-purpose facility that could make microchips, electric vehicle components and other electronics displays. Taiwan-based Foxconn is also reportedly talking with the United Arab Emirates about potentially sitting the project there. Intel Corp and Salesforce fell 3.1% and 2.4% respectively. However, American Express Co and Visa Inc were among the Dow's top gainers adding 2.9% and 1.8% respectively. The broader S&P 500 fell 0.7% with energy and information technology leading seven of the 11 primary sectors lower. Financials up 1.25% was the best performing primary sector overnight. For technical traders, the S&P 500 booked its first death cross, where the 50-day moving average crosses below the 200-day moving average since March of 2020. Technology-centric Nasdaq dropped 2.1% with chip makers under particular pressure. Qualcomm fell 7.3%, NVIDIA down 3.5%. The small capitalization Russell 2000 index declined 1.9%. The US-listed shares of Alibaba Group Holdings sank over 10% as the China-based e-commerce giant continues to suffer from a broad sell-off in China's stock market amid the threat of delisting of shares of China-based companies in the US. Elsewhere, Beidou fell 8.4%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index fell 5% yesterday, while mainland Chinese stocks were also weaker. A fourth round of talks between Moscow and Kiev paused and will resume later today, according to the Wall Street Journal. Meanwhile, US and Chinese security officials held a tense meeting in Rome on Monday after the US alleged that that Russia was seeking military equipment from the world's number two economy. In US economic data, consumer inflation expectations rose in February, according to the latest Federal Reserve Bank of New York survey. The producer price index for February and the New York Empire State Manufacturing Survey for March are released tonight. European bosses advanced to start the week, with the automotive and parts and financial sectors rallying over 3.2% to lift the pan-European Stock 600 index 1.2%. The mining sector lost 2.5%. Germany's DAX gained 2.2%. Volkswagen gained 4.3% as the automaker posted higher full-year operating profits. Volkswagen also announced that it is expanding its electric vehicle collaboration with Ford Motor Co, signing on to supply the electric vehicle architecture for a second Ford model for the European market. France's CAC rose 1.8%. In broader stock moves, Telecom Italia climbed almost 5% after it said it would start formal talks with KKR to assess the US fund's potential 10.8 billion euro offer for Italy's biggest phone group. London's FTSE 100 added half a percent with the major miners capping gains amid a softer session for base metals markets. Rio Tinto fell 4.8% after the iron ore giant made a US $2.7 billion bid to buy the 49% of Canada's Turquoise Hill it does not already own. 
Elsewhere among the miners, Anglo-American fell 5.2%, Glencore down 5.8%. However, UK house builder Persimmon rallied 5.5% after a report in the Sunday Telegraph suggesting that the cost for cladding remediation work could be much less than the £4 billion initially estimated. The major banks traded strongly in the UK overnight, with Barclays up 5.5% and Lloyds Banking Group up 5%. Elsewhere, index provider FTSE Russell said overnight it would delete four UK-listed Russia-focused companies during the March review, including Evraz and Polymetal International. Britain's government also said overnight that all remaining coronavirus measures for travellers, including passenger locator forms and the requirement that unvaccinated people be tested for COVID-19 before and after their arrivals, will end on Friday to make going on holiday easier for the Easter school vacation. Base medals were weaker across the board as diplomatic efforts to resolve the UK Ukraine-Russia crisis calmed some supply disruption fears, while demand concerns in top consumer China amid a fresh rise in COVID cases also weighed on the complex. Copper fell 2.6% to be trading around $4.50 a pound, touching a two-week low earlier in the session. Aluminium fell 4.5%, zinc eased 0.4%. Nickel trading on the London Metal Exchange has been suspended since the 8th of March. However, the LME announced earlier this morning that trading in nickel contracts will resume on Wednesday, the 16th of March this week. China moved to lock down the key southeastern manufacturing hub of Shenzhen as it combats a COVID outbreak in the northeast of the country. And it's a busy day ahead on the China economic calendar. China's National Bureau of Statistics releases the latest activity data for January-February, including industrial production, retail sales and fixed asset investment. The unemployment rate for January-February for China is also slated for release. Benchmark spot iron ore shed $9.60 or 6.2% to $144.90 a metric tonne. Gold futures posted back-to-back losses, settling $24.20 or 1.2% lower at $1,960.80 an ounce. Oil prices retreated, pressured by reports that the US is looking to Venezuela to help boost oil supplies in the wake of the Russia-Ukraine war, as well as lockdowns in China following a surge in COVID-19 cases weighed on demand. WTI dropped $6.32 or 5.8% to $103.20 a barrel, dipping below $100 a barrel earlier in the session. Brent fell $5.77 or 5.1% to $106.90 a barrel. The Wall Street Journal reported that representatives from the White House and the State Department visited Venezuela on the 5th of March to discuss the possibility of easing oil sanctions with dictator Nicolas Maduro. Other traders cited reports that the US is going to allow Venezuela to do some oil for debt swaps in an attempt to get more oil on the market. Separately, Reuters reported that Chevron Corp, down 2.5% overnight, is preparing to take operating control of its joint ventures in Venezuela if Washington relaxes sanctions there. The Organisation of Petroleum Exporting Countries released their latest monthly oil market report tonight. US Treasury yields rose sharply across the maturities. 10-year Treasury yields climbed 13.5 basis points to 2.14%, the highest yield settlement for the benchmark maturity since the 11th of June 2019. The two-year note yield gained 10 basis points to 1.85%. The Federal Reserve's two-day monetary policy meeting begins tonight and is expected to result in a 25 basis point hike of the Fed funds rate from the current range when the meeting concludes on Thursday morning Australian time. 
The Australian dollar is little changed, buying around 71.9 US cents. The Reserve Bank of Australia March Monetary Policy Meeting Minutes are released later today, while the Housing Industry Association's new home sales figures for February, the House Price Index for the fourth quarter and the Westpac Leading Index for February also feature on the Australian economic calendar. This is general advice only and we have not considered your needs or objectives.